is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Monday Night Raw post show for May 1st, 2023. I'm your host, J.D. from New York, as always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Monday evenings, wherever you may be, and we... This fucking guy already, man. Oh, my goodness. William, William Seward with a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, brother. Glad to have you inside the OTS venue tonight, man. Monday Night Raw, the game-changing WWE draft. Was it game-changing, gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, was it game-changing? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. I don't know, I don't know what I'm watching here. I don't know what I'm looking at. We, we, got, uh, we got a supplemental draft after the draft. We had three hours of a draft that happened, and we're getting more draft after the show. And I'm very dumbfounded at some of these decisions. That, uh, uh, <laughs> Vince McMahon <laughs> uh, made. You gotta be fucking kidding me, man. We're gonna go over what actually was drafted on the show. Or who was drafted, I should say. But let, let me read these draft picks that are just now coming in. This is like breaking news. If you want to consider it that right now. WWE has drafted to Raw. We have Johnny Gargano, who was not dra- not good enough to be drafted during the fucking show. Uh, I will say that. I don't know what the fuck that means for Johnny Gargano's uh, long-term future in WWE. He could only fucking hope Tommaso Ciampa comes back and they do something uh, of great note with them together on this show, man. I don't know. Wh- I don't know what's going on. Johnny Gargano has been selected for Monday Night Raw, which makes sense because Candice LeRae was drafted to Monday Night Raw and they usually keep the married couples together. Dana Brooke... (laughs) Oh, man. Dana Brooke. Yo, yeah, Dana Brooke got drafted to Monday Night... (laughs) Oh, man. Wow, man, that... That is a game-changing situation right there, man. Dana Brooke. <laughs> oh, man. How, how many Dana Brooke fans are out there, man? All fucking four of you, man. Seriously? Seriously? Dana, Dana Brooke. Wow, man. I can't wait 
for Dana Brooke to be used twice a year until the next draft. Give me a fucking break. What a waste of a pick. Why didn't Dana Brooke get drafted to free agency? Holy shit. Game-changing is what we were told, right? Fuck out of Channel-changing is more like it. And Nikki Cross, who we haven't seen at all, she got drafted to uh, Monday Night Raw. SmackDown. I don't know what they're doing with Nikki Cross, man. Weren't they, in a, weren't they doing something with her and Candice? Wasn't there uh, a storyline where Nikki Cross w- was going to bring in her friends to... Uh, Hang out with her or, or something like that. I have no fucking idea, man. Well, what are they doing with Nikki Cross? It's crazy. Yeah, I'm surprised Dana Brooke is, is still here, too. Seven years later, man, by the skin of her ass, she, she's like a cockroach. She uh, just maintains her job by, uh, by any means necessary, man. It's crazy. You know, the nuclear fucking bomb hits, man. I'll tell you what. Dana Brooke is going to survive. It's unbelievable. SmackDown. They draft, man, this is a game changer, man. This is a game changer, right? Tamina Snuka was drafted to SmackDown, man. Holy shit. Nobody is greener than Tamina. Oh, my God, man. Wow. Wow. What, what, a, what a fucking night there for SmackDown. Free agents. I don't really understand. Did WWE ever explain... What was going on with free agency? Well, how is there free agency in a WWE draft? I mean, look at these fucking names that are free agents. First of all, this started over the weekend when Omas and Brock Lesnar tonight were drafted to free agency. Dolph Ziggler was drafted to free agency to, uh, on Saturday. Brock Lesnar, like I said, drafted to free agency tonight. I mean... How did Dolph Ziggler manage to draft himself or negotiate himself to free agency? I don't really understand that. Did WWE ever explain to us why? Von Wagner, too. Von Wagner got free agency. Put the lotion in the baskets, Von Wagner. You know, fucking Buffalo Bill-looking motherfucker over there, Von Wagner. Free agency. You know, we talked about this. We did, uh, we did an extra on Saturday Von Wagner got drafted to free agency. Now, who the fuck wants Von Wagner? I mean, the guy couldn't even get himself over on NXT. No charisma, no promo, decent in-ring ability. He's got the look that they want. Vince McMahon fucking loves the guy. They consider Von Wagner the next edge, is what they were reporting back in the day. I don't know, man. I still don't even know what the fuck of Von Wagner. First of all, you ain't going nowhere with a name like Von Wagner. I don't even know what the fuck it is. What, what is it? It sounds like something that should be hanging in the fucking uh, Museum of Arts. Von Wagner. Uh, please come and look at my painting. Von Wagner. Are you fucking serious? Guarantee you Vince McMahon came up with that name. Wait till he hits the main roster, man. We're going to be roasting this guy for fucking Months. Months. Von Wagner, no charisma. He couldn't even get himself over on Tuesday night. This guy's going to get himself over on the main roster. I mean, you're going to hear fucking crickets on Monday or Friday. But did WWE ever tell anybody what this free agency is? Like, we get Brock Lesnar. They want to use Brock Lesnar on Monday and Friday. They want to spread the wealth there. But can we say the same about Omos? Like, do we really need to see Omos... On Monday and Friday. I mean, that's that's fucking ridiculous. 
I don't know how MVP uh, maneuvered that one, but holy shit, man. You know who got the fucking raw end of that deal? The fans. Omas. Omas is in the same boat as Brock Lesnar during the WWE draft where he is going to be fucking present on both shows. It's great. It's great. I can't wait to see that Omas versus Roman Reigns match eventually. Dolph Ziggler. So, you know what the free agency means? The free agency means that these guys were not wanted by any brand, but WWE's got to make it sound cool. Oh, yeah, we're, we're drafting them to free agency. Who gives a shit? Dolph Ziggler, Omas, Von Wagner, and Brock Lesnar can now join these names to free agency. Baron Corbin was drafted to free agency. He's lucky he got that. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander says a lot about those guys where they were on a brand and now they're not. Elias got drafted to free agency. And this one, this one is beyond explanation. I cannot for the life of me, life of me, man. I am a man in many words when it comes to what we do here. I cannot figure this one out. Zion Quinn from NXT got drafted to the main roster. He will now be a free agent, able to be used on both Raw and SmackDown. This guy is as green as the fucking day is long, bro. I can't even begin to tell you. I could gather my neighbor and, you know, my my neighbor's grass, the fucking grass down the street, the fucking, the, the whole block of neighbor's grass He's as green as all of them combined. Zion Quinn. Yeah, who? A lot of people in the chat. Who? Who? Zion Quinn. Who the fuck is that, Zion Quinn? Let me tell you something. You don't need to know. You don't need to know. Half the fucking WWE Universe don't even fucking know who the fuck Zion Quinn is. Apparently, this guy is Samoan. Apparently, this guy's got the body type that Vince McMahon wants on the main roster. This guy, you thought Von Wagner was a charisma vacuum. Holy shit. Does this guy have zero, and I mean zero, charisma? This guy is doomed to fail on the main roster. I don't know what the fuck they think this guy's going to do there, but holy shit. We didn't get Braun Breaker, but we got Zion Quinn on Monday Night Raw or, or Friday Night SmackDown because he's a free agent. Great. I don't believe it. I, I really don't. You know, thank God they saved that one for after the fucking show was over. But I'm still just as dumbfounded that it happened on Raw Talk. Never mind the fucking show tonight. My God. Drafted to Raw. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Drafted to Raw. How many times will they be used? I could probably count on one hand which is not a slide at them, at them, WWE should be fucking ashamed that they don't use Angel Garza. Honestly. It's crazy. They got a solid tag team there if people want to take them fucking serious in a goddamn company that needs tag teams. And here we are. Was Hit Row? Does anybody know? if uh, Hit Row was uh, drafted to SmackDown, right? Yeah, that's good for them. I thought they were drafted to unemployment. I don't know. Akira Tozawa, he was drafted to Raw. Piper Niven... Drafted to Raw, Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, Mad Cat Moss, and Emma were drafted to Monday Night Raw. All perennial game changers 
for Monday Night Raw. Said nobody ever. Garbage. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Just complete garbage. Then we got this one. We got these uh, these next three ones here. I don't know if there's anything else going on. Let me refresh the WWE Twitter page. It seems to be coming in as they are announced. It looks like this is the uh, last of them right now. Veer Mahan. Remember Veer? He, he, he was still coming to Monday Night Raw. Seven months he couldn't come. Sangha and Jinder Mahal. Yes, we got this. Unbelievable trio drafted to Monday Night Raw. We're, we're back in the Jinder Mahal era of Monday Night Raw. You mean to tell me that this isn't a Vince McMahon move? He saw Indus share on NXT and wondered, Ah, we need Veer Mahan on Raw, pal. You gotta be fucking kidding me, man. I guarantee you, I guarantee you beyond the shadow of a doubt that Jinder Mahal will be in the world title tournament. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. He may even be in the fucking finals for all we know. Who is going to give a shit about them on Raw? Really? Sangha? They couldn't even get over on NXT. And you're calling these people up to the main roster. Odyssey Jones got called up to Monday Night Raw. Now, Raw is a three-hour show. You're probably wondering, why are all these guys getting called up to Monday Night Raw? They got a lot of time to fill on Monday night. Odyssey Jones, who spent literally, how much time did he spend in NXT? This guy, another one, like Zion Quinn, green as fucking grass, is Odyssey Jones. He's got a good look. He's charismatic. He's got a positive attitude. What is he going to do on Monday Night Raw? Guy can barely hold himself in a five-minute match on Monday Night Raw. The fuck is he going to do on Monday night? I don't want to put a, a fucking huge shadow of doubt over him, but, I mean, these you're calling people up from NXT that clearly are not ready yet. I thought the developmental system in NXT was used to get somebody a gimmick and then get that gimmick over and then get them reps in front of a live audience. Has this guy even worked a dark match on main event? I know that goes a long way nowadays to work in front of a main roster audience. Has this guy worked an NXT pay-per-view before? I mean, that is just asking for failure. It really is. That is another one of those moves like Zion Quinn. Don't really understand it, but we'll see what happens with that one. I actually like Odyssey Jones. That's the fucking sad part about it. What are we going to do with Odyssey Jones on Monday Night Raw? Could he turn into the next Mark Henry? I don't know. I don't know. Grayson Waller, he did get drafted. I don't know why he didn't get drafted during the fucking show. But we got Grayson Waller drafted. He's going to SmackDown. I think that's a great move. Probably one of the best moves that the WWE made the entire draft. Drafting Grayson Waller to SmackDown. I could see him feuding with the United States Championship. I could see him feuding with LA Knight. I could see him doing a lot of things on SmackDown. And The Miz is on Monday Night Raw. I said specifically, Miz is on Raw. Grayson Waller on SmackDown. Keep them on separate brands. Very similar gimmicks. Waller's a better in-ring performer than The Miz, but they got very similar gimmicks. They got talk shows. We don't need that shit doubling up on Monday night. 
Miz got Miz TV. He's got his Grayson Waller effect. I think that's a great move. I think he's going to do very well on SmackDown. And uh, hopefully that is the case there on Friday night. But that is, right now, all of the drafts, or draft picks, I should say, uh, they did stop coming in as of 20 minutes ago on Raw Talk. But I tell you what, man, some of those picks are really, really head-scratching. Zion Quinn and Odyssey Jones really are head-scratching picks there. Uh, Jinder Mahal, they moved him down to NXT for a reason. And here he is back now with Sangha and Veer Mahan on the main roster. I, they don't make television good, I'll tell you that. They don't make television interesting, I'll tell you that. But here we are, Jinder Mahal back on Monday night. The rest of the draft actually happened on the show. And none of it, again, was really game-changing. None of it was game-changing. A lot of it really was more of the same. Rhea Ripley, she was the first one drafted on tonight's show. She is the SmackDown Women's Champion, and she got drafted to Raw. I I don't know how WWE is going to handle this. I I really don't. I I I don't know if we're getting a unification match between Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. I I don't know how they're going to go about it. I don't know why you took Rhea Ripley. If you wanted her to be on Raw, it really, it's it's so fucking stupid. Why didn't Rhea Ripley wrestle Bianca Belair at WrestleMania if this was the fucking decision you wanted to make? I don't get it. None of this makes sense. None of it. Charlotte could have wrestled Asuka. Asuka went to SmackDown. That would have made a lot more sense. She would have been drafted to her own show. And Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair could have had a match at WrestleMania, being that this is the outcome that we see from the draft. So now we have Bianca Belair on SmackDown with the Raw title and Rhea Ripley on Raw with the SmackDown title. What exactly are we going to do here? You mean to tell me that WWE is going to do a title swap? Is that what they're going to do? Certainly sounds like it to me. Because how is this going to work? Unless Judgment Day gets transferred over to SmackDown. Now, we could still see that as a possibility. Io Shirai, or Io Sky, is wrestling Bianca Belair at the pay-per-view on Saturday night. I think that she's going to win because it just makes sense for her to win. In the grand scheme of things, Bianca's on SmackDown. Damage Control's on SmackDown. EO is a part of Damage Control. I say, let's get... I mean, does Rhea Ripley need to be a part of Judgment Day? I mean, that's the fucking thing. I have a feeling WWE could potentially split Rhea Ripley up from Judgment Day and then move JD McDonough in her spot to make it a foursome there with the guys. Does Rhea Ripley need Judgment Day? Maybe. But, I mean, I think Judgment Day and being aligned with Judgment Day has gotten the job done for Rhea Ripley where she could stand on her own on SmackDown. We may actually see that happen. I don't want to put that out there in the open yet, but we could definitely see something like that happen. EO, I believe, is going to beat Bianca Belair. I think EO is going to be transferred to Monday Night with the title. I think Rhea Ripley is going to be transferred back to SmackDown with the championship. I don't think she—there's a possibility she could not be in Judgment Day anymore. 
So we get EO on Raw, Rhea on SmackDown. The titles go back to their appropriate shows. We add JD McDonough, who would be perfect. He got drafted from NXT to Raw. He would be perfect for Judgment Day. And I said this on Saturday. He was trained by Finn Balor. He's like a Finn Balor clone, basically. His gimmick fits perfectly with the Judgment Day. That would make them a fearsome foursome on Monday night. Does Rhea Ripley need the Judgment Day? No. Does Dominic need the Judgment Day? No. Rhea is over on her own. Dominic is still going to be aligned with his boys. I think it works out. This is what you asked for. Otherwise, I don't know why these moves were made. I don't know why we need the champions on opposite brands and the titles on opposite brands. It doesn't make any sense. Because I'm going to go back to WrestleMania and ask, well, why? Did, if you knew this was going to be the way you wanted it to be, I don't know why Rhea Ripley didn't wrestle Bianca Belair at WrestleMania and Charlotte didn't get Asuka. Because I know a lot of people are asking that fucking question, that same question, after tonight. As long as they do not do the title uh, swap, because that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Bianca Belair is the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion, I think, of all time. I would rather them give that record up and have EO end it then it ends because, well, we got to give up the title because Rhea and Bianca need to swap titles. That is ridiculous. I don't know why moves like that were made. I really don't. Clearly, no thought and clearly no logic. So EO wins and Rhea gets transferred or traded with EO. So she ends up on SmackDown and EO ends up on Raw. And she leaves, da- uh, she leaves damage, con- damage control as EO, and Rhea leaves Judgment Day. It's the only logical thing to do here. Really the only logical maneuver to make. Austin Theory. This is a uh, no-brainer here, being that Gunther took the Intercontinental title over to Monday Night Raw. He's going to SmackDown is Austin Theory with the United States Championship. Only made sense. So I like that move a lot. I think that's going to be uh, very well for him. And he's got a nice... A nice little core of opponents there for him for the United States Championship. Seth Rollins, he is staying on Monday Night Raw. Also a no-brainer for two reasons. Number one, Becky Lynch was drafted to Monday Night Raw. They're going to keep the married couple together. And then Seth Rollins, more than likely to me, is the number one choice to win the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament that will conclude at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. So I think that is the uh, right way to go. Rollins being on Raw is uh, a no-brainer there. So he's staying on Monday nights. Charlotte Flair is staying on SmackDown. I don't really give a shit. The longer she's off TV, the better for my overall health and your health as well. She sucks. The Usos, they are staying on SmackDown. So they will remain in the bloodline. WWE started teasing that the bloodline could be uh, broken up because the Usos were not a part of the SmackDown pool on Friday night. They waited till Monday to draft both Jimmy and Jay Uso. So they stay on SmackDown. They stay in the bloodline. But for how long, I don't know. So we will see what Roman Reigns uh, has in store for both Jimmy and Jay Uso. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they were both drafted to Monday Night Raw. They are still the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. No word yet on what WWE is doing with the Tag Team Championships. If they are doing anything with the Tag Team Championships, uh, I feel like we need one set of titles. I've been saying this since 2016. 
I don't know how WWE has yet to come to this decision. I think the WWE men's tag team titles should float between Raw and SmackDown. You could still do the same thing. I mean, they're operating like that now. You got both the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles on both Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Why not unify them legitimately, give us one set of tag team titles, and do the float thing back and forth between Raw and SmackDown with all the tag teams so that we have some crossover, not a lot, but some crossover. That's what's going to make the division great because I don't really see WWE having any sort of division on these shows. More than likely, you'll get the same fucking teams feuding over and over and over again instead of fresh matchups, fresh teams feuding with each other that could appear on both Raw and SmackDown. So right now, the undisputed tag team champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, are still holding both the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles. WWE has yet to give us any update on what is going on there. Are they going to stay that way? You you figure they would have made a decision since the Usos lost them, but nothing. The Judgment Day, they are staying on Raw. This is all members of the Judgment Day for now. Rhea Ripley, Dominic, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. They're all staying on Monday Night Raw. I think that's a good move. I thought they were all going to move to SmackDown, but I was wrong on that. Judgment Day stays on Raw. The LWO, they are moving to SmackDown. So thank Christ, because WWE has gotten way too lazy with the LWO and Judgment Day matches almost weekly because there was nothing else going on. They had nothing else going on up until the day of the draft on Friday and then on into Monday tonight. We've seen how many different concoctions of matches between the Judgment Day and the LWO. So thank God. They are keeping them away. So Judgment Day is on Raw. LW, all members of the LW. That's Rey Mysterio, Zelina Vega, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Cruz del Toro. All of Legato and Rey Mysterio with Zelina Vega all going to SmackDown. WWE made no mention. WWE made no explanation on why all of these groups were drafted in whole, as, as a whole group. I mean, they didn't really say that at the beginning of the draft. It wasn't part of the rules. And it looks kind of silly that you get to draft the entire fucking faction over to your brand. So I'm glad that they're keeping them away, at least. I do think that that will be the War Games match at Survivor Series this year. It only makes sense. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. They are the women's tag team champions. They are staying on Monday Night Raw. A game-changing move, said nobody ever. Nobody cares. The Women's Tag Team Championships are absolutely a waste of time. Though WWE has drafted Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey to Raw, now we have Katana Chance as well as Caden Carter on Raw. We got G, uh, not Gigi Dolan. We got uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire on SmackDown. So there are some women's tag teams on Monday night and Friday night. Is it going to be enough? Is it going to be enough to keep it fresh? Is it going to be enough to keep the fans from complaining? No. 
There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know why we have tag team titles to begin with. I would have I would have absolutely retired the tag team titles and created a women's mid-card title or a secondary title. Uh, a women's intercontinental title would have been great. But here we are. Women's tag team champions. Got to give WWE some credit. They're at least trying. Again, will it go far with the women's tag team division? No, it's not. Doesn't matter who you call up. It's going to be the same exact thing thing that we've been getting since they were brought to WWE TV for the first time. It's going to be more of the same. Asuka is going to SmackDown. So Asuka is going to be on Friday nights. I don't mind that move at all. There's nothing for her to do on Monday night. But it does keep Asuka and EO from each other. So that I don't like. I do not like that move at all because I do feel EO is going to beat Bianca Belair and I do think that Asuka and EO should have been in the same division. That's just me. The New Day. They were drafted to Monday Night Raw. I mean, no, the, the New Day has been around for so long and they've been a part of so many drafts already. It, it's hard to get excited about where they're going because they've basically done everything. They've done everything. The only thing that we should really be doing here is getting Xavier Woods a singles push towards an intercontinental title or a mid-card title. That's it. He's the only member of the New Day to not really get a solid push as a solo act on WWE TV. So it's very difficult to get excited about where the New Day is going because they've basically done everything else. And Big E, no mention of Big E. There was a rumor that Big E was going to be part of the draft. He was not. He was not, out. He was not even on the internal list of roster members. To be drafted. So, no Big E mention at all. The Brawling Brutes. This is Butch, Ridge Holland, and Sheamus. They are staying on SmackDown. So, they separated the Brawling Brutes and Imperium. So, no more feuding between those two factions. And now, with Gunther on Raw, with the rest of Imperium, with the Intercontinental title, we got no Sheamus chasing the Intercontinental Championship. So the idea of Sheamus being the guy to take that title from Gunther, I guess that's going out the window. I'll tell you who is on Raw, though. Drew McIntyre's on Raw. And Drew McIntyre is probably going to wrestle Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. I have no idea what they're going to do with him and who's going to beat Gunther. I don't think anybody's going to beat him right now because I do think that Triple H wants him to break 
the all-time record from the Honky Tonk Man and break his Intercontinental Championship reign. And there was a report by Andrew Zarian of the Mat Men podcast. Good guy, Andrew Zarian. Uh, he said that WWE right now is in the mindset of wanting to refresh some of their record books, meaning that they want to basically update them. So with Roman Reigns reaching 1,000 days, that's updating the record books for WWE. Uh, nowhere did he say, if you go listen to his show, nowhere did he say that Roman Reigns was breaking Hulk Hogan's record for most days or Bruno Sammartino for most days. They just want to update it a little bit. So that's why Roman Reigns is getting the 1,000-day treatment. That's why Gunther is getting the honky-tonk men's record. They want to update it with more of a present feel with the talent that they have now. Because if you look at the record books, I mean, how long has the honky-tonk man held that record? Forever. And the record for Roman Reigns, I mean, he's doing something right now that you don't really see on national television with so much wrestling in your week. A thousand days? I mean, it's a foreign language for someone to hold a thousand-day reign, especially on any pro wrestling show. It's crazy. So they want a little bit of an update in their record books for title reigns. So that's what they're doing there. But the Brawling Brutes are going to SmackDown. They're staying there. It's going to be uh, fight night on Friday nights. Don't know who they end up feuding with, but we have the LWO over there. And uh, it's going to be an interesting situation. Sheamus, he could be a challenger against Roman Reigns. Uh, Butch, you know, the priority there with Butch is to get him back to being Pete Dunne. Get him involved with the United States Championship. Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland could be a solid tag team. They could do the free bird rule as well. Sheamus can do the tag team with Butch. Sheamus can do the tag team with Ridge Holland. Butch, Ridge Holland, Butch, Sheamus. That's what I'd like to see, man. I'd like to see more of a, a nice free bird style rule there with teams like the Brawling Brutes. So they got a little bit of, a, you know, different ways that they could go there. Should be interesting to see what they do with those three guys. Trish Stratus, she's staying on Monday Night Raw. I, I, I don't know why Trish Stratus is in the draft. I don't. Now, is she back full-time legitimately? Because if she's not back full-time, this is a complete waste of a draft pick for Monday Night Raw. She's only back to feud with Becky. I don't see her being back legitimately full-time. So why is she a part of the draft? And who wants Trish Stratus on TV weekly Every single week. I know I don't. I don't know how that's going to benefit the fucking division. But that's a Vince McMahon call. That's what you get when Vince McMahon is in charge. I don't like this next move. I don't. Karrion Cross and Scarlett are staying on SmackDown. I feel that Karrion Cross should have been moved to Monday Night Raw because I don't know when Roman Reigns is losing that championship. And I don't know how long that is going to last. It could last all year for all we fucking know. So Karrion Cross is going to continue wrestling for a brand where the world championship is not going to be up for grabs on the show. It's basically still held hostage by Roman Reigns. Now, he could wrestle for the United States championship, but... That's as far as Karrion Cross is going to go on SmackDown at this current time. I felt like if they moved him to Monday Night Raw, he could be a major player for the World Heavyweight Championship, and now that can't happen. And he's already publicly stated that he would love an opportunity 
at the World Heavyweight Championship and WWE is keeping him on SmackDown? I don't know. A United States title reign could be good for Karrion, but I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't put him on Monday Night Raw because I do feel that he could be a main event guy on Monday night for that world championship. So we'll see what happens there. Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, they are uh, moving to Monday Night Raw. Don't really care about that move at all. Complete uh, non-entity, completely unimportant there for Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I do wonder if WWE does revisit Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch at some point, being that they are now back on the same show. And all this means is that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are inevitably going to win the tag team championships from Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez because that was the plan coming out of WrestleMania. And they apparently couldn't do that with them on SmackDown. So they moved them to Monday Night Raw and that is going to happen over there. I mean, I don't give a shit. No matter who the champion is, it's not going to make a difference. It's not going to help whether it's Liv Morgan, Raquel, or Ronda and Shayna, it's not going to do anything to enhance the division. So that's why that move was made there. L.A. Knight, this is another one, man. I, I, L.A. Knight is staying on SmackDown. I would have absolutely moved L.A. Knight to Monday Night Raw. But I, I, I say L.A. Knight being on SmackDown, he could be a guy that also confused with Austin Theory for the United States Championship. This is why I said Austin Theory's got a nice core group of opponents for the United States Championship. We got Karrion Cross, We got L.A. Knight. We have Pete Dunne, a part of the Brawling Brutes. We have Cameron Grimes, who I'll get to in a little bit because he was drafted to SmackDown. Grayson Waller. That secondary title, man, that mid-card on SmackDown is looking mighty, mighty competitive. And that's exactly what I like to see. So, L.A. Knight's on SmackDown. I don't give a shit where L.A. Knight goes as long as he wins matches and as long as he is on TV weekly. That's all that matters to me. But I feel like he, like Karrion Cross, could have been moved over to Monday Night Raw because I do feel like he could be a guy that could break out in the main event scene and could have absolutely been a fantastic fucking feud with Seth Rollins over the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, we might not be able to get that. Triple H did say that there were trades or transfers possible, but instead of making an immediate impact at the top, L.A. Knight looks like he's staying on SmackDown. Now, he could still win money in the bank and go after whichever world championship he wants. Clearly, it would be Seth Rollins because nobody's taking down Roman Reigns, but we will see what happens with L.A. Knight. I just feel like he would have been better suited for Monday Night Raw and that world championship, man. He's tailor-made for something like that. I don't know. Braun Strowman and Ricochet, they're staying on Monday Night Raw. They got drafted as a tag team, so it doesn't look like they are uh, doing the solo thing anymore for now. Uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet are a duo on Monday Night Raw. Shotzi is staying on SmackDown. Nobody gives a fuck. Bronson Reed is staying on Raw. I'd love to see Gunther versus Bronson Reed for that intercontinental title, man. That should be a banger when that inevitably happens. Pretty Deadly, Pretty Deadly is getting drafted to SmackDown. I am not a fan of Pretty Deadly. If you guys watch NXT, you guys know Pretty Deadly is very outlandish. They are very flamboyant. 
They are very out there, very bizarre, very unique in their own ways. They do more sports entertainment than they do in-ring. They are comedy wrestlers. And apparently everybody was impressed in the WWE uh, in regards to Pretty Deadly, that they are making their main roster debut on SmackDown. I'm not a fan. They're, they're decent in the ring, and they could be a viable tag team. But, you know, it's, it's something that if you guys do not like the sports entertainment aspect and you're not a fan of that, you are going to legitimately fucking cringe. Legitimately cringe at Pretty Deadly. Honestly. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens with them, but I'm not really excited about that move at all for Friday night. Otis and Gable are staying on Raw together, so we will see what happens there. Uh, Maximum male models were also drafted to Monday Night Raw, so they're going to continue the Maxine Dupree and Otis storyline. Rick Boogs got drafted to SmackDown. I think Rick Boogs needs a change, man. I think Rick Boogs needs a change. We need to go back to the Boogs that we saw on NXT, man. The rock and roller coming out wearing the fucking, uh, the little dangly uh, things from his elbow pads. We, we need to see Boogs, man. Boogs looks like a creative character from WWE 2K23. They got him in some generic fucking singlet. He looks like he's built like a fucking brick house. And he's got a ton of charisma. So I don't know what they're doing with Rick Boogs, but he's going to SmackDown. I don't know if he's going to be one of those guys that they're going to push, but seeing that there's a nice nucleus of young talent over there, he could fit in there if WWE wants to push somebody new. This one I'm excited about. I'm excited about this one, man, and I I was hoping that this was happening, and we got it late in the game on Monday night. Katana Chance, better known as Casey Cottonzaro, and Caden Carter are being drafted to Monday Night's Raw. They are going to be a big deal. They are going to be mega over. Crowd is going to love them. They are super exciting. They have gelled so well as a tag team duo, working hard to work on their craft and working hard to really form a nice tag team They got that nice rave slash party attitude that the fans are going to really find infectious. They're going to be a big deal. And they're going to be women's tag team champions before uh, you know it. So I'm glad that they got called up to the main roster. Caden Carter and Katana Chantman, Casey Gonzalo, have been putting in work. They've been down there forever. So I'm glad that this move was made tonight on Monday Night Raw. And Cameron Grimes to the moon. Cameron Grimes is going to Friday Night SmackDown, man. He would be perfect for that United States Championship. Him and Austin Theory. Oh, that is going to be a banger. Cameron Grimes is so fucking good, man. I don't know what type of gimmick they're going to have him with on Friday nights. I loved the Southern Boy Millionaire gimmick that he played. But we'll see what happens with Cameron Grimes, man. Apparently, he transformed his look. He's looking a little thicker. He's looking bigger, more muscular. We'll see what happens with him, but he's going to be a great addition. That's a big W for Friday nights. Grayson Waller's over there. Again, man, SmackDown has got the youth. They got the the, the nucleus, the youth of NXT on Friday nights. I'm very excited about that, man. SmackDown actually made out pretty decently in this draft. Monday night, I'm not really all that impressed with, to be quite honest with you. I'm not. 
So that is the draft during tonight's Monday Night Raw. This was the draft coming out of SmackDown, just as a refresher here. We got Roman Reigns, obviously staying on SmackDown with Solo, Sokoa, and Paul Heyman. Cody Rhodes went to Raw. Bianca Belair went to SmackDown with the Raw Women's title. Becky Lynch went to Raw. Street Profits are going to SmackDown, obviously, because Bianca Belair and Montez Ford, they're staying together, so the Profits moved to SmackDown. Imperium going to Raw. All three of them, Vinci, Kaiser, and Gunther. Edge is going to SmackDown. He could be another guy to challenge Roman Reigns for the World's Heavyweight Championship or become a world champion when Roman eventually drops those titles. Matt Riddle staying on Raw. Bobby Lashley, another top-tier guy that Roman could feud with over there on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre is going to Raw. The OC is going to SmackDown. The Miz is going to Raw. Damage Control, all three of them going to SmackDown. uh, AJ Styles is a part of the OC, by the way. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to Raw. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn going to SmackDown as the women's tag team champions. I want to make mention of something here in a second. And Indy Hartwell, the NXT women's champion, is going to Raw. Now, on Friday, now this is probably going to end up changing. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. They may just drop the titles and just get rid of them at this point. There are no tag teams in the women's division on NXT. I don't even know why we need women's tag team championships on NXT. We don't. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are the NXT women's tag team champions. They were challenged by Casey Cotanzaro and Katana. Uh, they're the same people. Katana Chance and Caden Carter. They were challenged by Katana Chance and Caden Carter on Friday, but Katana Chance and Caden Carter got called up to the main roster tonight, so... I don't know who is going to win that match or if that match is still taking place tomorrow night on NXT. For all we know, the titles could be fucking retired. I don't know why we need NXT Women's Tag Team Championships on Tuesday night. They are absolutely, they are more worthless than the fucking Women's Tag Team Championships at this point. The the Women's Tag Team Championships should just float between all three brands. If you want to go down to NXT and you got a tag team, uh, you know, ready to go on NXT, They can get called up to the main roster and challenge for the women's tag team titles. There's no need for two sets of women's tag team titles. I don't get it. I never understood it. So it's going to be very interesting to see what WWE does there because now that match that they kind of teased on Friday for Tuesday, it doesn't really make much sense now. It doesn't make any sense at all. And Indy Hartwell, I have no fucking idea what they're doing with the NXT Women's Women's Championship. I, I don't know why they didn't have Tiffany Stratton win it on Tuesday last week if they knew Indy Hartwell was going to get called up to the main roster. I I don't know. So, Shawn Michaels has got some decisions to make over there, bro. He's got some decisions to make over on Tuesday nights. Saturday morning, there were draft picks made on, I think it was the lowdown, the SmackDown lowdown. I didn't even know the show existed before Saturday. The Viking Raiders got drafted to Monday Night Raw. Candice LeRae, Dexter Loomis... Maximum Male Models, Apollo Crews, Natalia, Chelsea Green, Sonia DeVille, Zoe Stark, and J.D. McDonough. The fake J.D., by the way. Just want to make sure you guys are aware. The fake J.D. J.D. McDonough, all drafted to Monday Night Raw. And Hit Row. Hit Row is drafted to SmackDown. Shiro! I'm surprised they're still here. 
Omas is a free agent. Mustafa Ali is a free agent. Dolph Ziggler is a free agent. And Von Wagner is a free agent. Basically, the guys that nobody wants are free agents. And that is your WWE draft. Is it game-changing? No. Are there several new names? Sure. Is WWE going to invest in any of these new names? That remains to be seen. But with what feels like Vince running Raw and Triple H running SmackDown, I don't know what is going to happen with these new names on Monday night. I don't. We're going to go over what happened on the show, which basically was uh, a lot of nothing. And uh, then we'll get the hell out of here, man. But that was your WWE draft. Very unexciting. Probably the most unexciting draft that I think we've had. Nothing changed. It was not game-changing. They didn't really change uh, much of the format at all. And it's very little to be excited about, to be honest with you. It's very little to be excited about. And it's tough to embrace the change because WWE... Constant. The only way this draft is going to be a success is if WWE embraces their future. It's the only way this draft will be a success. If WWE doesn't embrace their future, then this draft will be a complete waste of time. And the shows will largely remain the same on Monday and Friday. I appreciate you guys very much for joining me, man. We're going to go over the rest of Monday Night Raw tonight, which was uh, not really a lot of anything. It was basically spearheaded by the draft picks. Six rounds tonight, and we got the rest happening on Friday last week. So two nights of the draft now concluded, and all of this will go into effect next Monday after Backlash on Saturday night. Speaking of Backlash, I will be live on Saturday night after WWE Backlash, live from San Juan, Puerto Rico. We will be live on Off The Script, so make sure you guys RSVP to that. Should be a great show here. I don't know about that show, but should be a great show here. And it should be an exciting show. I think the fans in Puerto Rico are going to absolutely bring the heat, no pun intended, uh, for Backlash. So make sure you guys join me there. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Thank you for the great support lately, guys. We are on our way, fast-tracking our way to 146,000 subscribers. It's going to be a personal goal, right, man, to reach 150,000 before Summer Scam. Which, by the way, I have new t-shirt out, man. Go get your new Summer Scam t-shirts now available on bonfire.com exclusively on bonfire.com. Go get yourself your new SummerSlam or Summer Scam design completely updated with this year's logo. Awesome. So go check that out. And shout out to my guy Salrax who made that design. Uh, and it's up for sale right now on Bonfire. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got 762 likes right now. We need no less than one thousand likes on tonight's live stream super chats are open get them on in we'll hang out at the end of the show memberships are open as well get them on in and tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at blue chew blue chew.com code jd at checkout 
for your free sample. Yes, F-R-E-E, free sample. Make sure you guys use that code JD. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Monday Night Raw, man. We're going to start at the top. Obviously, Triple H came out and he did his spiel about the WWE draft. Not going to go over what was drafted or who was drafted because we just went over the entire draft. Triple H came out and he selected Rhea Ripley for Raw, Austin Theory for SmackDown, Seth Rollins for Raw, and Charlotte Flair for SmackDown. And that was basically it. Paul Heyman. He was the first thing that we saw in ring tonight on Monday Night Raw. Triple H introduced Paul Heyman. Heyman walked out. Triple H showed off the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship to Paul Heyman. He said, it is beautiful and congratulated Triple H. He said, wow, to Triple H. And they call me a wise man. He's pointing to the title. Heyman strutted to the ring. And he enters the ring and he introduced himself to Fort Worth, Texas tonight on Monday Night Raw. He said he wanted to address that he, Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns have been drafted to SmackDown. He said tonight will determine the fate of the Usos, which the fate of the Usos is that they're staying on SmackDown. He says they did not win back the WWE tag team titles on Friday. He sounded very... Disappointed. I will address the Usos in private about that tonight. He said this Saturday, they will team with Solo against Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and of all people, Matt Riddle. He said those items will be addressed by himself. But also one week from Friday, Reigns will address the situation. So not this Friday, But Reigns will appear on the first SmackDown where the draft goes into effect and the new rosters go into effect. Reigns will be on that Friday SmackDown following Backlash because Reigns is also going to need to build to his match against whomever it may be at WWE Backlash, which right now we don't know who that is. So he said that they didn't know where they'll be on Friday as long as it's not in the state of Texas. He said one of the items Reigns will address is the new World Heavyweight Championship. Why is Reigns going to address the new World Heavyweight Championship when Triple H has already stated that it is on Raw specifically, exclusively, and Roman Reigns is on SmackDown? Why does Reigns need to talk about the World Heavyweight Championship if he's holding the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship? I don't get it. Sounds like Roman Reigns wants the World Heavyweight Championship and Roman Reigns is greedy. Wouldn't that title look relevant around the waist of your tribal chief? No. No, it will not. Unless they have Reigns win it and then Cody wins all the belts from Roman Reigns. He says they are almost at 1,000 days into this historic title reign and maybe three titles would be better than two. He says, if you create a championship, Reigns will dominate it. He said, Reigns cannot compete for that title, though, because he will not be on Raw. He says, all of the children in the locker room who think they're men 
are flapping their gums about reins. They should know better. He says men who are jokers and jokes, clowns of the locker room living off past accomplishments. All of a sudden, Seth Rollins interrupts and interrupts Paul Heyman. So he danced out there. He's wearing this lace see-through white shirt with white slacks. Dancing out there. The fans are singing his song. He eyed the belt on the way to the ring. Seth walked up to Heyman, got right next to him. He smiled and laughed. Seth asked Heyman, why the long face? He said tonight should seem like Christmas for him because Reigns is on SmackDown and he is on Raw, which means Roman doesn't have to run from me anymore. He said Heyman won't have to waste energy pulling strings backstage to make sure he didn't get a shot against Reigns. He says he can focus instead on making sure the bloodline doesn't go poof. Seth told Heyman that since he loves spoilers, here's a spoiler for you, Paulie. At Night of Champions, he is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And he should. Seth Rollins should win the World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions. Now, I know a lot of people on social media tonight were claiming that this kind of felt like, with the inclusion of Reigns and the name-dropping of Reigns and Rollins mentioning Roman running away from him, a lot of people on social media thought that this potentially could be setting up Roman versus Seth at Night of Champions. I don't think that's the case. And I think that's an awful move. That is an awful, awful move. Because you're only setting Seth Rollins up for a loss, and he cannot be put in a position right now to lose to Roman Reigns when you want to make him equal or at least somewhat close to being equal to Roman Reigns on Monday Night Raw as a champion, as the world heavyweight champion. I mentioned this on Twitter, and I don't want to really put this out there in the universe, but I'm trying to figure out a reason, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I'm trying to figure out a reason as to why Seth Rollins versus Omos was booked for Backlash. Now, if you watch Monday Night Raw tonight, you got no explanation at all as to why the match is happening. You got no explanation last week as to why the match was happening. If you watch Monday Night Raw, I don't even think they made a mention of the match happening. They, they might have just canceled it for all we know. So I'm under the assumption that it's still on and it's still happening on Saturday night. This may sound a little outlandish to you. This may sound a little ridiculous to you. But I want you guys to think about where Rollins is going to be anyway. Rollins is going to be and should be the World Heavyweight Champion. Rollins is going to enter the tournament. He's going to win. He's going to win match after match after match, get to the finals. He's going to win the tournament. So what I'm about to tell you is not really all that big of a deal. Because WWE, at the end of all this, needs an opponent for Roman Reigns and his 1,000-day reign at Night of Champions. Right now, they got nobody. They got nobody on SmackDown. I don't want to see Sheamus thrown into that spot. I don't want to see Bobby Lashley used as fucking feed, as fucking an appetizer for Roman Reigns. I don't want to see AJ Styles or Edge used in that situation. It's a waste of time. Why are you going to use those guys in a nothing match where you are basically shoving them out there to lose? I don't like that. 
I don't like what I'm about to tell you either. I have a feeling if this match with Seth Rollins and Omos is happening on Saturday night, that Omos has a high probability of winning that match. I don't know why. They made him a free agent. They made him a free agent for a reason. Omos, of all people, a fucking free agent. Rollins is mentioned in Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns is running away from me. Oh, Roman Reigns is ducking me. Now you don't have to pull strings on getting a match, you know, with Roman and somebody else instead of Roman and me. Omos is going to beat Seth Rollins at Backlash. That's my prediction. Omos is a free agent. Omos can then show up on Friday Night SmackDown and challenge Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE World Championship at Night of Champions. Now, if the World Championship is being defended in this tournament, or if it's going to be battled over in this tournament, and the champion will be crowned at Night of Champions, you would think logically that this match has to go on last. I mean, you're crowning a fucking first ever world champion here with a newly created title. You would think that that match has to go on last, right? If Roman doesn't go on last, Roman goes on first. So who do you see Roman going up against at Night of Champions? Bobby Lashley? Edge? AJ Styles? Sheamus? LA Knight? Who the fuck do you think he's going to go up against? Omos is no sweat off of Vince McMahon's back. Omos is no liability at all to anybody. You throw him out there. Omos is the biggest guy in WWE height-wise. Roman could slay him. Goodbye. Back to the United States goes Roman Reigns. 1,001 days. It looks good. They hype it up and everybody's all, oh my God, Omos. And they go in there for five minutes and then goodbye. Does he deserve a match? No. He's a loser. Omos has no credibility. But at the end of the day, if he beats Seth Rollins with what Rollins said tonight, and him being a free agent, could show up on SmackDown, am I that far off? I I don't even think so. I, I don't think I'm that far off. A little outlandish. I don't believe I just said what I said. But I'm trying to think logically here. It's not that out of the realm of possibility. It could happen. And if it does happen, man, oh man, am I fucking good. Am I good, man? There's a reason why you guys come here every fucking week. And if it doesn't happen, I mean, I just made sense of it, didn't I? Sounds like it should happen. Trust me, I don't want it to happen. But there is nobody else. At least that makes sense. So, he's going to win the World Heavyweight title. Excuse me, I can't hear you. Because they're singing my song. Heyman started yelling at Seth Rollins. He was on the phone with the Tribal Chief. He was on the phone with Roman Reigns. Fans are singing. Seth Rollins' theme. I can't hear my tribal chief. Seth Rollins, you're pissing off your tribal chief. He said if he's upset with me now, he really won't like what I have to say here. He asked the fans how long it'll take him to get Heyman on the mat so he could stomp his head. So he was counting down from five seconds, four seconds, three seconds, two seconds, one second. Out comes Solo Sokoa. 
And basically, Solo wanted to fight and defend Paul Heyman. And Seth Rollins and Solo Sokoa had a match made official there for the main event of Monday Night Raw. I don't know. So Rollins is on Raw, and Reigns is on SmackDown. I don't see how that match is going to be possible if they are on separate brands. Rollins is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship, and I'm lining up Omas to wrestle Roman Reigns at Night of Champions. That's the way I see it. That's my prediction. Adam Pearce approached Cody Rhodes backstage. He said, it's a huge night, and he'd love for it not to spiral into chaos. Cody didn't say anything. He smiled and turned and walked away from Adam Pearce. So, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, they went up against Bailey and Dakota Kai. Now, Bailey and Dakota Kai are on SmackDown, so the two here in damage control, you would figure that they would lose here and put over the tag team champions on their way out to the other brand. That did not happen. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez lost in a non-title match on Monday Night Raw. Wow, man. Champions losing in non-title situations. I wonder who booked that one, folks. Give me a fucking break. I don't need a fucking paywall to know if Vince McMahon had any say on this show. Watch the fucking show. Triple H doesn't beat champions in non-title matches. Vince McMahon does. This was a Vince McMahon move. This was a Vince McMahon show tonight. This was a Vince McMahon draft tonight. The champions lost. Why? The fuck do I know? Kai gave Morgan a flipping backbreaker, which looked great. Rodriguez, I think she calls that the chiropractor, if I'm not mistaken. That's a great looking move. Rodriguez broke up the cover. Bailey held Rodriguez as Kai booted her from the ring. Morgan gave Dakota a code breaker, but Bailey made the blind tag and she rolled up Liv Morgan for the flash pin. One, two, three. And the tag team champions lose to Bailey and Dakota Kai. Great. Champions losing on Monday Night Raw, man. It's exactly what I love to see. Nobody cares. Adam Pierce, he approached Cody Rhodes back. Oh, not Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm sorry. That was uh, earlier. He approached uh, Brock Lesnar. He approached Brock Lesnar. He's walking backstage and Adam Pierce Pierce approached him. He said, if it's at all possible, I would like to keep the peace tonight. Lesnar laughed and said, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Try talking to Brock Lesnar. Try talking some sense into Brock Lesnar. You don't give a fuck. Who gives a shit? WWE have Booker T and Queen Charmel announced round two of the WWE draft here on Monday Night Raw. Booker T says Raw selects Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Charmel announced that the Usos will be going back to SmackDown. Booker T then announced the Judgment Day, all of the Judgment Day, going to Monday Night Raw. And Charmel announced that the LWO, all of them, are going to SmackDown. 
I wish WWE would have told us beforehand that these groups were all going to go as one whole unit. They didn't say that. Ricochet and Braun Strowman. They wrestled the Alpha Academy. I wonder who booked this show, folks. Tag team match went two minutes. Wow, man. Wow. I got to come on YouTube to do a review match or review of this show and these four guys. Imagine putting Chad Gable and Ricochet in a two-minute fucking match. Imagine. Two minutes. The bell rang and Ricochet and Gable went at it. Uh, There was a chaos theory suplex by Chad Gable on Ricochet. He sold the shit out of it. Otis and Braun tagged in. Otis went on attack at first. Braun countered and landed a leaping running body press on Otis. He taunted Maxine, who was on the outside, and then body slammed Otis. Braun then tagged in. Ricochet is on his shoulders, launched him off the shoulders for a one, two, three with that big senton off the top of Braun Strowman. Right on to Otis, one, two, three, and that was it. Two minutes. Two minutes. Why was this match so short, you ask, if you're wondering if you're not going to get this from Sapp's paywall? Uh, because Vince McMahon booked this fucking show. That's why. That's why. Champions losing. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> losing. Champions losing. And a tag team match with two acclaimed pro wrestlers like Ricochet and Chad Gable. Two minutes. Two minutes. Great. I'm so excited for this draft. Nothing will change. Nothing will change. You think you think all because the draft is now shaking up the rosters, things are going to change? The, the creative can only go so far. Shawn Michaels, he came out, and he was with Adam Pearce, and they were going to do round three of the WWE draft, and that did not go off as planned because Brock Lesnar came out, And he walked out, again, dressed as Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those eyes? It's exactly what it looks like. Guy comes out dressed as uh, a, a little take on Jeepers Creepers, Sting, The Undertaker. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's supposed to look like an evil cowboy, I guess. He's out there. Adam Pearce is trying to talk to him, and Lesnar is like, you better get the fuck away from me. Adam Pearce said nothing. So he gets into the ring, and he's got a microphone. Lesnar has a microphone, folks, and I'm sitting there, and I'm rubbing my palms. I'm like, this is it. This is it. We're going to get an explanation as to why he attacked Cody Rhodes on the Raw after WrestleMania. What is it? What is it, Brock? Did we get an explanation? We did not get a single drop of an explanation from Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw. Was I surprised? No. So, Brock is in the ring, and he said, Fort Worth, Texas, how does it feel to be looking at the only real cowboy in this entire state? Fans booed. Adam Pearce then interrupted and said that I am going to ask respectfully because the draft 
trumps all this other nonsense tonight. He said his group of security guys will make sure he leaves. Sure thing, Pierce. Sure thing. You got Cody Rhodes out here fucking uh, as Highlander. And he's out there fucking taking down 16 security guards all by himself. Guy thinks he's a fucking Marvel superhero. And you think Brock Lesnar is going to fucking sit there and do any different? You think these guards are going to detain Brock Lesnar? Give me a break. Brock Lesnar said, well, it's going to take more guys than that. Adam Pearce brought more guys out. I don't know where they get these security guards, man. I really I really don't know where they get these security guards. Where, where do they get them? Jobber University? I mean, these guys, I mean, some of these security guards were smaller than fucking Leon Ruff. One of them may actually have been Leon Ruff, for all I fucking know. I mean, holy shit, this, these guys were like not even performance center talents, man. These guys were local indie jobbers from the fucking Fort Worth, Texas area. Jobber you. None of these guys were going to stop Brock. So Cody's music plays. Adam Pierce is begging Brock, please, please, Brock. Cody attacked Lesnar from behind, punched him in the face, knocked him down. Lesnar rolls out of the ring. Security then runs into the ring, and they jump on Cody Rhodes. They swarm him. Stop him in the ring. He's trying to battle back. He's trying to punch away. They detain him in the ring. Brock Lesnar ran away. He's rolling up the ramp, and the security guards are pushing him back. And this was nothing. This was nothing. This was basically the same thing, but Cody didn't fucking take out 38 security guards all by himself. And Lesnar, surprisingly, didn't lay one hand on a security guard. Not one hand. You know, WWE, you could have did this so much better, man. We didn't need all the theatrics. You didn't need to pay. Imagine this. WWE wants to save on budget, right? They want to they sell the company to Endeavor and Ari Emanuel wants to save on budget. You got to pay these fucking geeks how much for the night. Meanwhile, all you needed to do was hire none of these guys. And all you needed to do was give me a fucking reason as to why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes. And you know what the reason is? Nothing. They didn't give a single fucking drop of a reason. I'm, uh, it's like I'm in the desert begging for fucking rain. Please, please, something, something. We got nothing. We got nothing. Not one ounce of an explanation. Do we not deserve it? Yeah, but continue thinking Triple H. Continue thinking Triple H. Book this match. Go ahead. You fucking clowns. Triple H has nothing to do with this fucking garbage. Vince is booking Raw. Triple H is booking SmackDown. You don't believe me? Just watch the fucking show. How many of these new talents are going to be pushed on Monday night? Vince is going to take one look at these guys and be like, fuck this guy. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Didn't get drafted during the fucking show on Friday and Monday. You think Johnny Gargano has a chance on Monday night? You think Vince McMahon didn't have a fucking hand in this draft? <laughs> Give me a fucking break, man. Give me a break. 
This shit sucks. Now, Cody did say tonight, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Cody did say tonight that if he loses to Brock Lesnar, he wants nothing to do with the world championship because he feels like he doesn't deserve it. If he doesn't beat Brock Lesnar, he says, there's no way I finish the story. I'm surprised that Cody even said that. Now, does that mean that Cody's going to lose at Backlash? I don't know. I don't know what they got planned, man. WWE's got this long plan ahead where Cody's going to challenge Roman at WrestleMania. For all we know, Cody will lose and get eaten alive in Puerto Rico. I have no clue. Does he win? I think he wins. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why you don't have Cody beat Brock Lesnar. I mean, the guy is fucking mega babyface over. Like, you can't have your baby faces go into a match like this and lose. I mean, it's not really a good look. He's as hot as anybody else in the company. You got to continue booking him strong. Don't do that to your top baby face. The people want somebody to believe in. If Cody goes in there and gets fucking eaten alive by Brock Lesnar, is the fan base going to believe in Cody? Are they going to believe that he deserves to finish the story? No. But I did say... For the sake of the story and his struggle and his adversity, maybe he beats Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. And Cody suffers and he goes on some fucking depressing losing streak with him having nothing but the money in the bank briefcase to go and get him a championship match. I don't know. I don't know what WWE's got planned. All I know is that him and Roman at WrestleMania next year is way too long. Finish the story, end your story at SummerSlam. At Ford Field in August. That's it. I don't know why we don't wait till SummerSlam. Why do we need to wait till WrestleMania? Ridiculous. So, after all this, Adam Pearce, he was not out there with Shawn Michaels. We got the draft to continue. Michaels said, try this again. Let's try this again. Uh, He announced Rodriguez and Morgan were the first pick for Monday Night Raw. Boring. Then Asuka was SmackDown's pick. Then the New Day is going to Raw. And then the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Butch, and Rich Holland, are staying on SmackDown. So that is the draft for round three. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they were talking to each other when Riddle walked up. And he said that they all got drafted to Raw so they can hang out all the time. Bro. Great. Matt Riddle wrestled Jimmy Uso one-on-one tonight on Monday Night Raw. This was basically done to get you hyped about the big six-man tag team match at the pay-per-view on Saturday. So Jimmy was fighting back after Riddle was on offense. He shoved Riddle off the top rope to the outside before super-kicking Owens. There was a great spot before the commercial break here where Jay Uso was on the outside, obviously, in the corner of his brother Jimmy. And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens did the old Eddie Guerrero steel chair in hand, pretending to be hit with the steel chair spot to Jay Uso. Owens fell and acted hurt. Zayn threw the chair at Jay Uso, who caught it like a fool. And Zayn obviously showed Owens on the floor. Jay Uso holding the chair, and the referee kicked Jay Uso out from ringside. As if Roman Reigns needs any other reason to be upset at Jimmy and Jay Uso. There you go. Fools. Clowns. 
So Jimmy fought back. He shoved Riddle off the top rope before super kicking Owens. Jimmy caught Riddle with uh, a pair of super kicks for uh, two count. Jimmy then goes for desperation as he unties a turnbuckle cover and Sami Zayn jumped on the apron to complain. Referee was distracted. Owens drove Jimmy's head into the exposed turnbuckle before Riddle hit a knee strike. And then he goes up top for the floating bro. One, two, three, and Matt Riddle beats Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso treated like a fucking clown tonight by Matt Riddle, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens on Monday Night Raw. That's basically it. EO. We got a uh, video package on EO Sky for her match with Bianca Belair at the pay-per-view. Next round, round four. We got Eric Bischoff. I guess uh, I guess we won't be seeing him on AEW television anymore. He called CM Punk a scumbag and a little bitch. This was not too long ago. So Eric Bischoff and RVD were the guest hosts here for round four. And they announce Trish Stratus going to Raw. SmackDown gets Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Raw gets Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And SmackDown gets LA Knight. So Monday Night Raw is going to be It's crazy. Ridiculous. SmackDown gets LA Knight. That's the fourth pick in the fourth round. I don't know, man. I don't know. You guys want my thoughts on all the draft picks? Talked about it in the open of the show. You guys can go listen to my thoughts there. Ms. TV. Ms. TV. Wow. Great. Miz touted Raw's roster, including Cody Rhodes, Gunther, Rhea Ripley, Seth Rollins, and himself. He introduced Shinsuke Nakamura as his guest. Nakamura made his entrance. He got the big full entrance. And I mean the real NXT entrance, where they did the whole opening theme and he did the whole fucking shebang. So they're going to push Nakamura big, man. Nakamura is going to be a big deal, man. I I feel like he's going to be a major player for that world title. I I really do. Now, on a Vince-booked Monday Night Raw, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But uh, I think Nakamura is going to be treated well on Monday Night Raw. He says that he has a chance to become the first ever WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He asked if he thinks he has a chance to win the title. Miz said when Triple H said he wanted a workhorse champion, he was talking about himself. He says he's the epitome of a workhorse. He said Nakamura would be a great number two. He says they could combine and merge their brands. Ms. K. Nakamura is what he said they could be. Sure thing. He suggested this with enthusiasm. I suggested this with nausea. No, thank you. He says they could watch each other's backs. No, thank you. Nakamura then said something in Japanese. 
And Miz says it sounded awesome. I, I don't remember what he said in Japanese. I don't remember uh, what what did he say. Does anybody know what the what he said here? He he said something in Japanese, and it translated to Miz has tiny balls. The guy with tiny balls. So Nakamura basically said in Japanese that Miz has tiny balls. Miz was upset. Fans began chanting tiny balls, tiny balls. Miz took a swing at Nakamura. Nakamura ducked and then hit Miz with the Kinshasa. I ask you fine people in the venue again. Who's booking this show? Triple H? Nah. So let, let, let's let's go over the list. Let's go over the checklist of what's going on here. We got champions losing. Vince McMahon. That's a Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard special, if I ever seen one. Ricochet and Chad Gable in a tag team match with their respective partners. Two minutes. We get the Cody and Brock Lesnar thing. No explanation. Vince. Typical Vince. And then we get Miz TV with Nakamura looking down at Miz's crotch, saying something in Japanese that equates to the guy with tiny balls. Is Triple H booking this show? The answer is... Eh. If you said Vince McMahon, ding, 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 you are correct. You win nothing. You win three hours of your time wasted on Monday night. Give me a break. This shit sucks. This was absolute fucking cringe. Why is this shit on my TV? You want Nakamura? You want Nakamura to be a solid fucking guy in the world title scene, chasing the world heavyweight championship, and this is the shit you got him doing. Why even bring him here? And holy shit, the Miz just gave you a banger match with Seth Rollins. Why don't we? Why don't we present Miz to be a serious fucking contender, knowing that he could do it? Why, why does he need to be this comedy, sports entertainment, cringe garbage when we know the fucking guy can wrestle? If you ask him to. I ask you again, Vince McMahon. We got an Omos squash match. One minute. Can somebody please tell me why we needed an Omos squash match on Monday Night Raw? Like, we haven't seen this 38 fucking times before. Omas beats this guy. What are you trying to prove? That he's big, he's giant, he's tough? Guy lost to every major fucking name that is just about his size in the WWE. He lost to Lashley, he lost to Strowman, he lost to Brock Lesnar. Yet you want to present me, Omas, beating this fucking guy as if it's anything important or great Wow, man, that's impressive. Ah, you know what we need, Bruce? We need Omas, pal. Anthony Alanis, one minute. That's the guy he beat, Anthony Alanis. Awesome. Did we get an explanation as to why he's wrestling Seth Rollins on Saturday night? If you guessed no, you are correct. No explanation. Another Vince McMahon specialty. What would you like for dessert, folks? No explanation. We got that. We got plenty of it. We got plenty of it. 
Why is the match happening? And I don't want to hear, oh, well, MVP gave an explanation last week. He got almost the money match. No. Give me a fucking break. If you're taking the explanation that MVP gave last week as the reason why this match is happening, man, you are a complete fucking shill. You are a complete blithering idiot shill. There is no explanation. Do you deserve one? Yes. Does Vince think we deserve one? No. You did all this for no reason, yet you left out the most important part of why the fucking match is happening. A fucking reason. Ridiculous. Yet I'm the fucking negative one. If I don't say this shit, who the fuck is? I'm negative. Do you know what you're watching here? I could write this show in my fucking sleep. Maybe they should hire somebody to fill in the logic gaps for WWE TV. Never mind AEW. Hour three. Molly Holly and Road Dog. They were about to go and present the round four of the draft. We'll get to that in a second. Judgment Day. They made their way out to the ring. Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor. They're in the ring. Damian Priest introduced Rhea Ripley as tonight's first pick. Ripley asked if there was any doubt who the first pick would be. Well, being that Roman Reigns was the first pick on Friday, I I don't think that your pick really mattered on Monday night. She said this Saturday at Backlash, Zelina Vega will regret everything she's done to her on SmackDown when she's pretzeled in her arms and reminds everyone why she's the most dominant champion in WWE. Balor said it sounds like she's going to roll up Vega like a hot snot and flick her. He said Priest is going to tear apart Bad Bunny and leave fluffy pieces of him all over Porter. Who the fuck writes this shit? Do you see what the fuck you are watching? Holy shit. Who writes this shit? I'm going to twist Rhea Ripley like... I'm going to twist Zelina Vega like a pretzel. What are we in fucking elementary school? Yes, I take a fucking... I, I, I would take a pretzel at the beer garden with a side of fucking beer cheese and spicy mustard. Yes, lightly salted. Yes. Can I have a German lager with that too? Yes, please. I don't need to hear Rhea Ripley twisting pretzels on Monday Night Raw. Then we get Finn Balor saying that Rhea Ripley's going to roll Vega up like a hot snot and flick her. Who speaks like that? I thought the Judgment Day was supposed to be cool. And then we got Bad Bunny being mentioned by Priest that he's going to rip apart Bad Bunny and leave Fluffy pieces of him all over Puerto Rico. If you don't think Vince McMahon is writing this show, folks, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. If Vince ain't writing it, the fucking geeks backstage who are on the writing team are writing it for Vince. What would Vince like to hear? Maybe we'll talk about Zelina being a snot. And Bad Bunny, ha ha ha, will pretend he's a stuffed bunny. And Damian Priest could talk about picking out the fluffing from Damian, from uh, Bad Bunny, the stuffing. I don't believe it. 
I really, I got a fucking snot that I'd like to flick at this fucking show, to be quite honest with you. Priest told Bunny to listen to his words carefully because he chooses them carefully. He spoke Spanish and then in English. He closed in English, saying Bunny would receive his punishment at Backlash. Dominic then tried to speak, and the crowd did not let him speak. They booed him loud, and I mean loud. They couldn't get a fucking word in here because of how loud the crowd was. Chanting, you suck, you suck, booing him. He says he can't wait to see Vega and Bunny go down at the hands of Mommy and Priest at Backlash. He said Ray and the LWO are running away to SmackDown. So this is the last night they can embarrass his dad and his loser friends in the LWO. So Ray Mysterio comes out. He walked out with Santos and Vega. He explained how the draft works and that they were selected to go to SmackDown. Thanks, Ray. I didn't know. And they're not running away to SmackDown. He predicted Vega will win Ripley's title. And he can't wait to see Priest and anyone else in Judgment Day who gets in Bunny's way. So, we got a mixed tag team match here. We got a mixed tag team match. This was Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley versus Santos Escobar, Rey Mysterio, and Zelina Vega. Every which way WWE wanted to do these matches with the Judgment Day and the LWO, they already expended how many matches so far between these two factions? Every single show, every single week for the last three weeks, four weeks. Just tired of it. Like, I honestly don't even want to see them in the ring anymore. That's what happens when WWE's got no fucking plans going into the goddamn draft. So, before we got this match, let me quickly go over these fucking picks. Molly Holly said that Strowman and Ricochet were drafted to Raw. Road Dog says SmackDown picks Shotzi. Wow. Can't wait for that one. Kevin Patrick called it a big pick for SmackDown. Yeah, sure thing. Molly Holly said Raw picked Bronson Reed. I don't know why Bronson Reed is being picked over Shotzi. Did anybody actually ask themselves that question? Why Bronson Reed was picked after Shotzi Blackheart? Road Dog said then SmackDown pricks, uh, picks pretty deadly. This one made Shawn Michaels sad, said Road Dog. It's pretty deadly. is coming from NXT. So we got a mixed tag team match here. Went about nine minutes. I mean, if you saw any of these matches, any mix or combination of these LWO Judgment Day matches, you've seen it all. You really have seen it all. Ray wiped out Priest with the seated senton. Ray and Dominic tagged in after a break, and Ray went down on uh, offense here. He took down his son, beating him up. Ray hit a springboard crossbody, but Ripley broke up the cover and took out Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega is trying her damnedest to be a Sasha Banks cosplay. I can't say that I blame her, but I mean, let's get your own look, please. Honestly. Very, very, very Sasha Banks-esque out there with the hair and the whole look. Don't know what she's going for, but I don't know. Ripley was about to take Ray and throw him out of the ring, but Vega hit Ripley in the midsection with a 619. Priest tagged in. 
and ran into a ring post because he charged in. Ray dropped him on the middle rope. Balor distracted the ref while Dominic tripped up Rey Mysterio. Escobar wiped out Dominic with a suicide dive. Ripley drop-kicked Escobar. And Vega gave Ripley a Meteora. Very Sasha Banks-esque. Ray went for 619, but Balor stepped up to the apron, took a bullet for Priest. So he threw himself into the line of fire here. This allowed Priest to hit Ray with a south of heaven from the, from the apron. Over the top rope, back into the ring. One, two, three, and Damian Priest right before his main event match with Bad Bunny. And that San Juan street fight, he gets the win over Ray Mysterio. That's it. Don't know what else you want me to say about it. Saturday we get the pay-per-view and hopefully we all move on from this. Kathy Kelly. She was backstage with Cody Rhodes. And she interviewed Cody backstage who said Lesnar is in his head. Yes. Yes. Is Brock Lesnar in your head? Yes. Yes. Brock Lesnar is in my head. He said now Lesnar gets to go where he wants to go whenever he wants to go. He says Lesnar doesn't even need, need to win the match with him. He says he has to win a backlash because if he doesn't, the whole idea of finishing the story ceases to exist. And then he moves to the back of the line and refuses to go to the back of the line. You don't want to be back there, bro. You don't want to be back there. You'll be standing with uh, Elias and Baron Corbin at Kiratozawa. You don't want to do that. He says he won't ever go to the back of the line. Well, I don't know about that, man. Maybe Vince says you're not worthy. I have no idea. We'll see what happens on Saturday, but I'm fully expecting Cody Rhodes to beat Brock Lesnar. It's going to take work. It's going to be a beatdown. It's not going to be easy, but I think Cody's going to pull out the victory. Byron Saxton, he interviewed Bianca Belair backstage. She asked her response to being drafted to SmackDown. She says it doesn't matter what branch she's on as long as she can represent the WWE Universe to the best of her ability. Oh, what a good PR answer there, Bianca. Damage control interrupted. Bailey asked Byron Saxton why they aren't interviewing them because you guys are a bunch of failures. That's why. She said, Sky is going to give Belair a reason to be blue. Get it? Ha ha, because they're on SmackDown. Belair says, what makes her sad is that she always has been impressed by EO, yet she got herself influenced by two women who are doing nothing but holding her back. She said she hopes Sky will get a sense of what it means to step out of the control of damage control. Sky had some words for Belair. They had a stare down, and that was it. They are definitely hinting at Sky uh, being the piece to be removed from damage control to ultimately break them up. As Belair is obviously rooting for EO to stand on her own, as you guys see. Hopefully that happens, because damage control is nothing but a fucking failure. We need to move on from this immediately. JBL and Teddy Long are out there. Final round of the WWE draft. JBL says Chad Gable and Otis are going to Raw. Teddy Long says SmackDown picks up Rick Boogs. JBL says Raw pick Katana Chance and Caden Carter from NXT. And Teddy Long says SmackDown selects Cameron Grimes. Don't know why they la- they waited for Cameron Grimes to be selected last. He should have been thrown in there towards the top. Man, I don't know why they waited all this time to announce NXT talent. 
Like, you want people to take them as a big deal, yet they're getting drafted in the final round towards the bottom of the fucking picks. I mean, holy shit. Why are we waiting so long? Teddy Long out there uh, doing holla, 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 player. Main event. Solo Sokoa and Seth Rollins. I mean, this was a complete waste of time. First of all, WWE booked themselves into a corner. WWE booked themselves into a corner because Solo can't lose and Seth Rollins can't lose. So who do you think was going to lose this match? It was going to end in a DQ. They were never going to pin Solo and they were never going to pin Seth Rollins. So that's exactly what they did. No matter what they did, this match went nine minutes. They cut it off like it was wa- like we were watching an episode of fucking WCW Nitro in the fucking Attitude Era. Cut off immediately during mid-sentence of Corey Graves because somewhere in the show they went over and they were stretched for time. Why even bother with the match? I don't know why they made this match. What a lame fucking finish. So predictable. Seth was leaping through the ropes with some topes. Took out Solo with the third one into the announce desk three times. Seth was rallying towards the end of the match. The Usos charged in and got Solo DQ'd. Riddle, Owens, and Sammy ran in for the save. They cut away as Graves was in mid-sentence. And it seemed like the show didn't wrap up in time. This is your 2023 version of the draft. A complete waste of everybody's time. That was it. That was it. Don't know why the match was made. When you knew the outcome was not going to be either Seth or Solo. So why did we even bother? All they did was set up a match that was already set up with Jimmy Uso losing earlier in the evening, and then they did the same fucking ending last week. Now, how many run-ins do we fucking need to hype up this six-man tag team match? It's ice cold. Was the draft game-changing? No. Do I have faith in WWE to do the right thing with half of these fucking guys and, and girls getting called up? No, I don't. I'm looking forward to SmackDown, though. I think SmackDown's got a beast roster. I'm looking forward to SmackDown. Raw is never going to change. At three hours, Raw is never going to feel any better. It's not. I'm sorry to be a Debbie Downer. I'm sorry sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Oh, my JD's negative. Monday Night Raw will never feel different at three hours. It will never. It will never feel different with the fucking garbage that they got these men and women regurgitating out there. At the behest of Vince McMahon. This was more of a Vince McMahon show than it was last week. I'll tell you that right now. It's your Monday Night Raw review. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love if you hit a thumbs up. Follow me on social media at JD from MY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys go out there and hit that thumbs up as well. We need 49 more likes for 1,000. I know there are 49 of you in here that did not hit the thumbs up. So if you can kindly do that for me, I would really, really appreciate you guys. 
Super chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out in just a second. Memberships are open as well. Always accepting applications to the VIP club. Go check out all the other videos, and there are plenty of videos on the channel. Go check all that stuff out. Tonight's show is sponsored by Blue Chew. Clearly, we got no long-term booking on this show. Zero. We haven't had long-term booking in WWE present itself for a few weeks now. But I'll tell you what, man. Blue Chew can be your own form of long-term booking. This episode tonight is sponsored by my great friends over at Blue Chew. Confidence can take you guys far in life, man. Believe me. It could also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that provides the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but Blue Chew is in chewable form, and they come at a fraction of the cost. Like I said, man, long-term booking. You guys can take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. LTB ahead. And be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Process is very simple. Sign up at BlueTree.com. Consult with one of their online medical providers. And once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. No questions asked. And the best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctors. No awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew is shipped to you. Right to your front door. Discreetly. And they are made in the USA. Make sure you guys go check out Blue Chew, man. Everybody gets a free sample. I mean everybody gets a free sample. When you go to BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. That is BlueChew.com. And I want to thank them, as always, for sponsoring the podcast right here on the Monday Night Raw Review on OTS. Get into the super chats. What do we got cooking in here? AJ becomes a new member. AJ, thank you very much, man. What the fuck are you drinking tonight? Sidro. I'll get to you in a second, Sidra. We're going to let the music play, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the jokes. Tanmay, 40 months. Tanmay is a 40-month member, man. I think Tanmay is the first to 40 months. Either him or Stu Sexton. Today is my birthday, says Tanmay. Tanmay, happy fucking birthday, brother. Everybody throw up some birthday cake emojis for Tanmay in the chat. Angel Alaga with a 14 months. Hey, JD, what about a heel Drew winning the new championship? I think that would be a great move instead of Omos or Rollins as champs. I never said Omos was going to be a champion. Why would anybody want Omos to be a champion? I don't get that. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. VKM wet dream. Roman holding all three world titles. I could see it. 
Joseph Taylor with a $10 Super Chat. JD The Rock versus John Cena. Better WrestleMania match. You like 28 or 29. Your top three Living Color songs if you like Living Color. I don't like Living Color. I do not listen to Living Color. And WrestleMania 28 was better than WrestleMania 29. WrestleMania 29 was awful. I thought both matches were just incredibly overhyped. But I thought WrestleMania 28 was better than 29. Michelle Moran with a two dollar super chat. Another lame draft. So much for big changes. Nothing happened tonight. Absolutely nothing happened tonight. Outside of a couple of uh, cool NXT call-ups. Sidro with a five dollar super chat. He says, "When Edge goes brood, you could say the gimmick is something he could really sink his teeth into." Yeah, that one, uh, that one didn't go over well, uh, Sidro. He's got another one here. Five dollars super chat. Which WWE wrestle doesn't use protein powder? No way, Jose. That's a good one. That's a good one. I gotta remember to take my way before bed. Sidro, thank you so much, brother. And he's got an eight-month membership to many more, my tribal chief of the IWC. Thank you, Sidro. I appreciate you greatly, brother. Thank you so much. We got another new song here, man. Where the fuck is it? I know I put it on here. Uh, where is it? Yes. Here you go. It's a great song. Yeah. Uh, Lord Jake Coyle with a $5 Super Chat. Shirley Triple H has got, gotta have something more creative lined up than Bianca and Rhea just swapping belts, right? Uh, it may not be up to him. It may not be up to him. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Uh, another lame draft. Uh, yes, thank you, Michelle. Scriptkeeper with a 21 months. 21 months in the VIP club. Was it just me or was Seth Rollins wearing a wedding dress earlier? I don't think so. Ahmed Yusuf with a 199. Grayson Waller's been drafted to SmackDown. Yes. Joseph King with a 15 months. Now that Jay White is in AEW, what do you see him doing in the next year? Love you, bro. OTS for life. Uh, I would love Jay White to win a fucking international championship. That would be great. Or TNT title. The Dark Paragon with a $2 super chat. Thoughts on Braun Breaker not getting drafted. Well, they got him feuding, continuing to feud with Carmelo Hayes, so I don't know what the fuck they're doing. The only thing I can tell you about Braun Breaker is I think WWE wants to establish him as a heel before they bring him up. Because he just turned heel. The Jay Caleb show with seven months, it will truly change the game. Fail. That draft was pointless and messy. 
It has made me less interested going forward. Hopefully, it's a good show on Saturday. Tony Brown with 11 months. JD, I'm honored to be a member of the OTS family. Also, Bailey's meat is still delicious. Bailey is an attractive woman, Tony Brown. I agree. The Bastard with a one month. One month as a member. And no regrets to the greatest podcast ever, OTS. Also, JD, I hope you enjoyed the Braves and Mets game today. Yes, I did. They actually won the first game and lost the second game because the Mets are cowards and they hit Acuna in the first inning. Fuck them. Chelsea with a 13 months milestone hit again. I can't laugh much due to a toothache. Dentist tomorrow, but bartending tonight. OTS for infinity. Happy birthday to Tan May. Thank you, Chelsea. Zero Clark with a 199. Would I do a shoey? I have no idea what that is. And I don't even want to know. Tootie Fruity with a 499. Grayson Waller just got drafted to SmackDown. Do you think we could see a Theory and Waller feud or alliance? Uh, I think we are going to get a Grayson Waller and Austin Theory feud at some point, to be quite honest with you. Tootie Fruity, what's your favorite WWE draft ever? Uh, 2016, because SmackDown was untouchable. And they had writers over there that, that, that knew what the fuck they were doing. Tay-Tay, the savior of the 499. Insert Vince's voice. It was me, Triple H, all along, pal. Is that what that means? Drink from a shoe? No. I would never do that. Scriptkeeper with a $5 super chat. Was it game-changing? Sure. Instead of playing musical chairs, they're playing Candyland. Rob Casillas with a new membership. Thank you, Rob. What the fuck are you drinking, man? Ice Cold Steve, 732 with a $5 super chat. Bro, I don't even know what they're doing. Horrible draft, to be honest. Par for the course under Vinnie Mac. Boring. Totally unrelated, but let's go Devils. Yeah, Rangers are out, man. Fuck the Rangers. I'm more pro Knicks than I am pro Rangers, man. Well, now the Rangers can join the uh, Boston Bruins and go play uh, golf down in fucking Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Cake with the $2 Super Jet. uh, Tamina had a great week. First impact, now drafted. Tamina? Tamina was on impact? Jeremy with a 19 months. Veer is coming. 
Put the lotion in the basket. Love being VIP OTS for life. Thank you, Jeremy. Tay-Tay with a 499. We got guys like Indus, Cher, and Odyssey Jones. But we couldn't get people like Roxanne Perez on the main roster. Lauren Marie Hutton with a $5 super chat. This WWE draft was one of the worst I've ever witnessed. Dana Brooke, Jinder Mahal drafted. Shelton, Dolph, and Cedric are free agents. SmackDown is a better roster. Rhea, Bianca, swap titles. I hope to fucking God not. Jedi Joker with a 23 months. Brother, you are one month away from a golden microphone, bro. What's up, JD? I'm working. We'll watch the review later, but I wanted to drop by and show some love to the channel. I always say it, but thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Jedi Joker. I truly believe nobody does it better in the entire community, man, than what we do here. A little bit of everything. Uh, Script Keeper, thank you for the $5 super chat. Now that the tag team chants are on Raw, does that mean we get new tag team championships for SmackDown? WWE did not tell us. No idea. I think they need to make one set of titles, and that's it. Merge the titles and merge the divisions. Laura Marie Hutton with a $5 super chat. Orton, Cena, Lita, Big E, Roxanne Perez, Carmella couldn't be drafted. Why? Sad. WWE didn't even consider Orton or Big E to go on a respective brand. Orton is hurt, Lauren. Cena is not full-time. Lita is retired. Big E is hurt. Roxanne Perez is 21 years old. Carmella just announced her pregnancy today. I don't know what you're talking about. Lauren with two more Super Chats with a... Uh, actually, no. Oh, my God. Holy shit. She got a bunch of them here. Oh, my goodness. Vince had all control of this draft. May I please order a blue Hawaiian? You think champions should be considered for the draft? No, I don't. Lauren Marie Hutton with a $2 Super Chat. Ranting like you, J.D., I'm P.O. about this show. Good night. Then Lauren with another $2 Super Chat times two. Great draft was 2016 when WWE was good. Sweet dreams, loves, stay safe, and see you later. Tootie Fruity with a $4.99. If Cody and Seth are both on Raw, then who's going to beat Roman? Cody's going to beat Roman. Because Cody's going to win money in the bank and then transfer over to uh, SmackDown and challenge for the world championship. That's what's going to happen. Well, that's what should happen. ER Sane with a $2 super chat. I yearn for the day that Raw becomes two hours. Me too, bro. Me too. 
show at three hours is completely unwatchable. Lauren with another $2 super chat. She leaves a super emoji con that says vlog. Tutti Fruity with a $4.99. We could have had that Asuka and EO Dream match, but no. Nope. What does Vince know about that, bro? He knows nothing. Luigi Carmine with a $2 super chat. What happened to Gable Steven- Stevenson? Uh, he may be a done deal. He's finished. It's me, Luigi. William Sweeney with a 199. World Heavyweight Championship equals participation trophy. Yes. End with a 499. Raw really needed guys like Dragonov and Bate. Because I don't see anybody besides Cody, Seth, Gunther making Raw watchable. I don't know why Ilya Dragunov... Ilya Dragunov, they called up... They called up Jinder Mahal over Ilya Dragunov. They called up Zion Quinn over Ilya Dragunov and Tyler Bate. They called up Odyssey Jones over Ilya Dragunov and Tyler Bate. William Sweeney from one fan to another. Go Braves. Shop on. Thank you, brother. Anthony Hayes with a $5 Super Jet. Pretty deadly. Reminds me of a make-a-wish version of the Iconics. They are uh, incredibly cringe. Anthony. Peter Gaymore. Wow, Peter Gaymore, man, with a lot of $2 Super Chats. Holy shit. Omos being a free agent is huge. Hashtag Game Changer. All right, this guy, this guy legitimately, this guy legitimately donated 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, $18. Peter Gaymore. Donated $18 to troll me in my own super chat. For the sake of Peter Gaymore, I'm not reading Peter Gaymore's chats. Thanks, bro. You just ordered me a Vente chocolate cream cold brew tomorrow during my Starbucks walk. Appreciate you. The cake with the $2 super chat. Does winning money in the bank count as adversity for Cody? Yes, absolutely. Wow, you guys are a big fan of uh, Peter Gaymore in the chat, man. Listen, bro. I just read it as it comes through.
Uh, Sean Ray J with the nine months just got back from the Raw tonight. The atmosphere was great, but the draft was confusing me. Brutes staying on SmackDown, so is Sheamus not winning the IC title? Sheamus is not going after the IC title. No. Derek Anawaii with a $2 super chat. Hey, Oos, how is your grandmother doing? Grandma's going to be home on Wednesday, bro. She's leaving the nursing home for good. Back home. Looking great. Oh, look, Peter Gaymore is back with two more $2 super chats, equaling now $22. Peter Gaymore. He says Omos could be our generation's Andre the Giant. And Omos versus Gunther would be a banger, says Peter Gaymore. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Gaymore, I don't know, bro. Good thing you ain't booking the show, Peter Gaymore. Sorry, bro. That's his name. That's his name. Jordan plays with a $5 Super Jet. Really excited that Waller was drafted. Also, they're not doing a title swap. They're creating two new belts for Bianca and Rhea, apparently. Is that what they're doing? Jordan plays with a $5 Super Jet. Really excited that Waller was drafted. Oh, thank you, bro. I just read that. Uh, M. James with a 220 Super Chat. What, what's with the 220 Super Chats? Brock versus Cody, still not making sense. No, it doesn't. The Cake with the $2 Super Chat. Becky was left alone in that division. Jesus. Was she really? It's Becky and Rio over there, and that's it. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. JD, did you like WWE's version of ECW? No. I thought it was horrendous. Hollywood Eric with a $5 super chat. Hey, JD, I've been listening to Trivium. They are a really great band. Thanks for the recommendation. OTS for life, my OTS tribal chief. Thank you, bro. Matt Heafy is a very, very good guitar player and one hell of a songwriter. Uh, AWC Legend with a four ninety nine super chat. WWE needs to change the stage. It's terrible. Good show, JD. Thank you, man. Brandon Goolidge. Four ninety nine. Hey, JD. I know draft took priority tonight, but could we potentially get a Solo and Reigns versus Usos match in the future? Probably. Probably. Yep, it's going to be Becky and Rhea on repeat till next year. Golden with a $10 Super Chat. How is it a draft when 75% of the people are drafted to the show that they were already on? And that NXT, nobody sounds like he'll be a part of the next three. Uh, What are you saying here? And that NXT, nobody sounds like he'll be a part of the next week's 2K career mode. What NXT nobody? Odyssey Jones or Zion Quinn? Which NXT nobody? 
Gig Worker. $2 Super Chat. Wasting picks on drafting to the brand they're already on. Yeah. The Cake with the $2 Super Chat. Takeshita acknowledged the Tribal Chief on BTE. Well, Takeshita's a smart man. And Wellington T with a $5 Super Chat. The answer should be that Paul Heyman behind Roman's back hired Brock to take care of Cody since Solo lost him. Roman will find out, of course. AWC legend with a 499 super chat. Can we get a Peter Gaymore in the Omos impression voice? Peter Gaymore. <laughs> Get out of my shots. <laughs> All right, I got to get out of here. Tired of talking about Peter Gaymore. I'm getting out of here. Okay? Goodbye. You guys are awesome. Thank you so very much, man, for all your support. Appreciate you all. Thank you very much for stopping by tonight. Thank you for the 1,100 likes in the chat. Thank you for the super chats tonight. Thank you for the memberships and the recommitments. Thank you for uh, over 3,000 live tonight for the WWE Draft. I'm sure I'll be talking about this later on in the week, man. We'll uh, continue to go over these draft picks, whatever else happens. Thank you guys very much for a great show. I'll be back tomorrow with some extras. Until then, take care, guys. Have a good night, and I'll see you all tomorrow right back on the channel right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.